Welcome to Name Givers, an Earth Dawn actual play podcast. Flew into Wormspire, uh, Mount, Mount Wormspire, I believe the name of that was. And the tallest peak had like a worm, like W Y R M, which mm-hmm. is how it's spelled, Wormspire. Um, big mouth that you flew into, lit up yeah. and landing strip, kind of, which you landed perfectly somehow. We equated it to uh, Snake Mountain from He Man. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the open jaw, the tongue sticking out, which is probably what we landed on. Exactly. All right. So if we're I, good now, go ahead, Sean. I ha- I, uh, it's a goofy character moment, but I think it's something that Zoran would do. Because I think instead of following the others down the ladder, he walks over to the, the uh, front of the boat and hops down. And then he takes out a piece of coal and scuffs off part of the bottom. <laughs> just a little bit because it, it wouldn't be the mass skimmer if there wasn't signs of some kind of oops <laughs> yeah <laughs> little little luck ritual yeah <laughs> Zoran goes down and frowns a little bit lack of damage <laughs> just kind of scrapes the, scrapes a nail across it or something yep well, the coal, like you mentioned, that works. Um, you would notice that uh, this platform you're kind of on, it's off to the side. And there is a huge chasm that if you went, you know, about three more feet to the left kind of thing, it kind of goes down and you don't know how far down it goes. Um, and it's huge. And you can probably presume it's super dark down there, too. You can probably presume that would be if a dragon was coming in, it was probably taking that entrance but uh in the wall um not too far from the airship from the mast skimmer uh you do see a lit up uh kind of hallway um about twice the size of your standard troll in terms of uh what could fit through there so probably no dragons going through there but you got to wonder what kind of name givers uh that would be designed for if it's even bigger than a troll could fit through, but who knows? Maybe they're taking animals in something. Um, and if it's lit up, then somebody's animals. tending it, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I guess magic. Maybe. <laughs> what do you do? Well, Jerem speculates on why the hell the lights are on. Because this is a Motel 6. They left the lights on for us. <laughs> hmm. What does Zoran do? Since he's scuffing the thing, you probably notice that this hallway is lit up. It's kind of a light blue color. 
I I think he's going to examine the ground. Okay. Uh, roll a purse. Uh, do you if you uh, do you have awareness? Let me see. Uh, oh, actually, I do. Okay. Yeah. Roll awareness. All right. Yeah, you can use karma with awareness, of course. Oh, you're in the test dice channel. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll go back to dice rolls in a moment. Uh, fourteen. So fourteen. What are you looking for? I'll give I think, you a question on that. I think he's looking for any kind of tracks or any kind of marks. Since, like, like you said, it seems kind of like weird that it's that big. So I think he's like looking for any signs that, like, if they had like a large animal go through, or, or, you know, like looking for hoof prints or footprints or anything. Yeah, so there's nothing too recent, but there, the, down, the ground is a little dusty. Um, you can tell there's outlines of some fairly large... Um, you suspect maybe someone brought a Thundra Beast or something like that through, which is kind of a big mount. Uh, let me see if I can get Thundra Beast or a Thon. See if I can get an image Ooh, of that. God. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I love it. It's really cool, but I'm like, how the hell does this thing hit? <laughs> yeah, because the tusks look like a friggin' mammoth, so I'm like, where the hell are its eyes? Oh, it's down yeah. there. Those are horns. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that was exactly my, my thought. And then it's like, got like this Seussian... I like, I like the bird nest it's got on its back. <laughs> it, yeah. it reminds me of a camel, but like to Seussian <laughs> proportions. <laughs> That's a good Yeah, there's... Some clear inspiration there. Damn it, now I like... Uh, the shoulder lumps look comfy, actually. Exactly. This is just giving me ideas for, like, my my diorama world that I want to build for, like, you know, for a creature that's within it. Nice. Well, I mean, if I'm world building, I'm going to have to make models of literally everything. That includes the animals. But hey, it's something I look forward to because it's something I've always wanted to do. One of the descriptions decides it says it's the combination of a dinosaur and a rhinoceros is what it looks like. Now this looks like it's a fan interpretation. This one. I was going to say what uh, kind of dinosaur? Because that that's yeah. Fully Unless this is something else and it just came up in a Google search, but still, I'll say maybe whatever that thing it is. Looks like a, a camel yak. <laughs> yeah, I'll still say thunder bees. Um, is Sean back yet or no? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. No, he okay. would have said that he was back. Yeah making sure I didn't miss anything. I am very much, like, hiding behind <laughs> um, gosh. Jarum? Jarum, yeah. I am yeah. I am very much hiding behind Jarum and just kind of, you know, watching out, see what's going on. But I'm very small <laughs> and just in case something comes swooping from the, the tops and mountaintops and decides to eat me, I'm, I'm going to hang out <laughs> near somebody larger than me. Nice. Fair enough. And Jarum looks competent. Ah, alright. Let me think. I could probably edit this a little later to be more uh, linear, but um, what is Gareth doing? Uh, Well, Gareth, uh, after we land uh, rather smoothly, he's looking around as well as with everyone else, um, trying to see if there's anybody around that they can talk to, to... um, you know, say, hey, we're here, and, you know, why? Um, but it seems that... I'm saying um a lot, and I don't like that. <laughs> That's fine. It's, uh... <laughs> Gareth notices that there's no one there, and he hops down off the ship, 
to join Welcome. Zoran as well on the ground and looking at the big old entrance that's twice the size of a troll, you said? Yeah. Okay. Like, you you would... It's, you know, usually entrances are bigger than the things that go through them. Yeah, but There's not that. to this degree. But not to this degree. This is like, it's... Take this what, is twice what as tall as Ankara, right? Basically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? So, you know, Gareth is staring at this going... What in the seven hells do they bring in through this door? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, full cavalry. I mean, I mean, sure, cavalry. I don't know how they're getting up here, but probably on a that's ship. What we but done. well, I mean, even if you're mounted on horses, again, it's it's weird up here. Huh. But if if my clan needed to uh, improve a not trade route, what would it be? Anyways. would make a tunnel this big. You'd get five abreast. Maybe. Yeah, but the height is what's surprising me. This is this is as, twice as tall as a, a, a troll I know, and I'm just like What is that big? Thunder Beast. Like, Zoran what? speaks up. A what now? Yeah, he, I think Zoran's still looking down at the footprint and he kind of just points down at it, what he found. Yeah, and you see there's like um, probably about three big remnants of what could have been claws. Uh, just this huge footprint that, you know, probably is the size of, I don't know, barrel, more than a barrel, actually. Um, Gareth is going to take a moment, you know, th- this is where the dot, dot, dot panel in a comic would come in and go, how the hell did I miss those? <laughs> and, you know, Gareth, I don't think Gareth has encountered Thundra Beasts at all yet. Nope. Uh, uh, so that's never come up. And we've never I, really I, mentioned them outright. Um, they may have been in the background in some of the cities you've been in, but I've never mentioned them. So it's presumably, yeah. um, like, completely viable that he may not, like, completely believable that he hadn't really seen or noticed one yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's what I'm playing it off of. It's like, oh, another thing that he never saw in the care. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. And yeah, the light is kind of blue, glowing. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. What do you do? Uh, I mean, we kind of have to go forward, don't we? I don't see why we wouldn't want to. Well, technically, we would be intruding on private property. I don't think anyone knows that we're here. So, or knows that we're coming. All we have to let people know that we're supposed to be here is this. And he holds up the crystal. It's glowing. The same color as the um, hallway is. And you'll notice for a moment, there's actually a pulse in the light in the hallway and a pulse in the crystal that is in sync. Well, that's good, I think. Not being allowed to be somewhere has never stopped me before. Yes, but you're small enough to get away with that sort of thing. I'm not. She shrugs a little. Well, well we've come all this distance. Well, yeah, no, there. I mean, we're not going back now. It's just there's no attendant or anyone to talk to. So we just have to basically go until we can either find somebody and hope they listen to us before shooting at us or find what we're supposed to be here for. Either way, so- we're on it. We're on the path to adventure. <laughs> I could do with a little less adventure right now. And he ah. walks down the hallway. And if this is not the voice, 
in that I used previously. It is in canon that Zoran uses different voice, changes his voice. Oh, you know, I think you're you hit it. I think yeah, you, it, it sounded familiar from what uh, we did last time. Yep. Um, I want Jarum to roll a perception-based half magic test. Alrighty. <laughs> perception. So perception plus your plus circle. Yeah, yeah, plus perception. Option of karma. But this is a, uh, what do they call it, passive test? Like, yeah, passive. GM triggered, so up to you. <laughs> well, dice rolls, right channel. Yep. Uh, I'll just let it go. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to also do a little check on my end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing that you notice in particular. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, just start hiking down. Looks like we've got a long way to go. Everybody's got water, snacks. I guess Zor- Zoran, you can probably leave instructions with the crew. Um, I'm assuming you're not bringing your troll crew with you. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go up and tell them to keep on alert and keep the engine running. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't really an engine with this, so I gotta say that yes, you said that because that's funny. Because <laughs> it's mostly rowing, uh, rowing in the air with magical means. <laughs> I know you as a player may not know that, but it's a, it would be a funny thing just for Zoran to say because it seems so in character for him. I, I, I think that Zoran, it's, it's slang for Zoran to do this, make uh, keep your proteins up and be ready for we need <laughs> basic. Yep. He's literally he he engine is a is a word he uses for the the crew that does the rolling. Nice. <laughs> in in, in, I, in I this am- terms possible, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, one of the crew members that you're telling, like the crew leader, is like rolling his eyes as you say this. And it's a big troll, but you know whatever. <laughs> you know them; they're friendly. You pay them well. And uh, who's leading the crew, or not the crew, leading the group um, in through this hallway? I figured since I had the crystal, I would be uh, heading first. Since also this is my mission. Yeah. It it wouldn't do for the person who pulled these guys along with him to not be first. At least that's Gareth's, you know. Yeah, so as you continue through, you notice that the walls are glowing, but fairly, like... You know, they're, they're, they're carved out of the rock, and there hasn't been much work done on this. Um, if you were to inspect, maybe for a quick couple seconds, you'll notice that there are minute runes on the mm-hmm. walls in various spots, like a, a string of them. Along and I the think walls. you would. Yeah. Out of, out of curiosity. But they're not like huge and prominent. They're just like a small dabbling of magic to to allow them to glow in some way. There's a slight hum you hear as you continue along and um this opens up into a fairly large crystal chamber and the reason i say crystals because everything's kind of reflecting back and forth there's not actually a lot of sources of light in this chamber it is quite huge this is definitely um somewhere where probably a great dragon was hanging out in at some point in the past um you can hear your footsteps echoing throughout it there are very few sources of light, and those few sources of light are just reflecting off everything in here. But you okay. don't see any people. Can I use... Okay, this is so exciting. Astral Sight. Ooh, yeah, roll Astral Sight. 
good idea if I use it too. Yeah. I mean, make that three. I do dads, isn't it? As a wizard, definitely. That's that's your. Yeah, I do have astral. Astral sight. That's your thing. Yeah. Okay, fourteen for Jerem. Does Gareth have astral sight? I couldn't even remember. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I, I, it's a uh, discipline talent, and I oh, learned okay. it from Noah, I think. Oh, or yeah, Noah then. and Navith, because it made sense that he would he should be able to follow as they do, so he could hit things better. Oh, wow. 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 Nice. <laughs> 27 on a step seven. Huh? Dang. The, wiz- the wizard knows her stuff. All right. And all right. So we'll start from, we'll go from bottom up just so that, you know, the most basic, um, you know, observations. 14 is actually pretty good. Uh, you're noticing there's a fair amount of magic in use in here that is completely unfamiliar to you. None of this is in your wheelhouse of um, shamanism. None of this is like the realm of beast spirits or um, nature magic in any way. Um, so it, I think that narratively explains why this is so foreign to you, but you can tell yeah. there's definitely a lot of magical influence. Very similar for Gareth. Uh, there's not a whole lot of necessarily elemental magic going on here. Um, definitely a lot of magic flowing through this place. Um there's actually, um, actually, no, you wouldn't get any more detail than that. The next big level of detail would be for Mixie. Mixie, being a wizard, you are recognizing so many wizard-style spells going on in here um, that are enchantments, runes, so on. This is kind of your realm of the type of magic you study, which is kind of artifice and uh, creation of, like, creativity and like you know ingenuity non-natural things um it that is totally the realm of the magic that is in here um, you notice that there are actually conduits of magic being pumped from somewhere else into here to power a lot of this like there is magical energy being powered into here you've never seen that really done much before i don't i can't even think of where you could have seen that before um but your astral sight is just on point in that's what you were able to tell. These, I would say these conduits, just to give you some context, are kind of like almost like pipes leading from another room into here, leading into kind of like arterial conduits that then spread into further arterial conduits. Um, really elegant and um, artful in their yeah. means. And some of them leading to, you know, lanterns that are powering things. Others leading to what seem to be things you just don't recognize what what their purpose is but there is definitely every surface of this place has some kind of magic touching it yeah so i think i kind of explain that to them and then i say eh, this is something i've never seen before it's 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 almost beautiful i mean it, it is beautiful it's 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 gorgeous work definitely skilled from what little i can ascertain i've never seen anything like it Gareth, you notice uh, as you look down around that there is begins to be a glow on the floor, and mm-hmm. the glow begins to trace a direction to follow, and it then stops. What do you Where have? does it stop? Oh, about three yards in front of you. I okay. I walk to the three yards in front of me and go. As you start walking, it starts moving further. Okie dokie. Then it's one of these things. And as it uh, stops, you stop. Or sorry, yeah. as you stop, it stops. <laughs> so, um, I, I I think we're being told where to go, folks. <laughs> mm, the question is, do we trust that? Well, again, we really don't have anywhere else 
to go. And honestly, considering that I have this crystal, I'm betting it's probably reacting to that. So I've I would say, me. yeah, and it's about and as safe as we can. Get. Behind and, and sit on uh, his shoulder instead. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> All right. So Gareth goes. So I think that I think Zora. I think Zoran puts a hand on uh, Gareth's other other shoulder and says, "It may sound out of character for me, but I still think we should take some caution." As as you mentioned earlier, there it's strange there wasn't a welcoming party for us. Oh, believe me, I'm still on my toes. I just we have no other recourse but to follow the uh little lighted path as you Fair. follow said path oh sorry go ahead Fair. and then i think he, he follows after <laughs> <laughs> as you follow this path it actually traces a kind of unusual path you're not sure what it's walking you around like it's almost like it walks you around some obstacles that aren't there um do you follow the pattern it it gives you yeah Okay. I mean, I, I will admit that I might reach out and see what it's maybe trying to lead me around if I notice that it's being a little erratic in its directions rather yeah, than you don't feel anything. Yeah, you don't feel anything. Hmm. You're gonna. Everyone's gonna hate me for this, but oh, I doubt that. But please I, do go I, on. What shenanigans? Zaren notices this, and he's gonna toss his piece of coal out off the path and see if it triggers anything. No, nothing. And I think he, he, he observes this and he, he goes, hmm, so we know it must be triggered by something heavier than a duck. Good to know. <laughs> right. well, well, it's definitely not something I want to trigger, that's for sure. But when I, but as you saw, when I reached out, I couldn't yeah, feel anything said. either, so. Because uh, it's, it's in the... Uh, to me, I think we should just yeah, leave the said, good fortune yeah. as is and continue. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I said. To yep. do, just leave oh, it there. And, uh, yep, I feel like a dragon smarter than any of us has probably played a role in this and probably best to follow the instructions. Mixes oh, snorts I, I, up the smarter than any of us line. It's like, oh, I can be, uh, I, can, I can assure you that yes. Because he's thinking of Zarenka. Mm-hmm. And as you're following it, it the light begins to it's hard to describe what you end up seeing but it's almost like it's gone translucently through the floor at some point and it's kind of glowing in a way as if you're it's gone through glass in the floor that you can't see i think he's gonna crouch down and kind of poke at it yeah the floor is not actually there seems like some kind of illusion Uh, it seems to be a ramp or stair potentially does it react to the crystal, any? Like, reveal what, what oh, uh, was being covered up by the illusion? Yeah, if you were to touch it with the crystal, it would actually disperse temporarily. And then when you pull the crystal away, it's there again. I think Gareth is just going to amuse himself for just a few seconds and go, Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! Yes, fascinating. I mean, yeah, it is, actually. Ooh! Mm. <laughs> uh, are we going Dixie through? Dixie looks that? bored and starts like looking around. Look, I grew up in a care all of my life. The outside world is still new to me. Uh-huh. And, he, and he, he he stands up. He's not mad. He's just being a little, you know, 
snarky as he as he um, walks walks down through the illusion. A carry, you say? Yeah, actually. Um, you know, I haven't actually even been in one myself. It's very dark. I've been in a few. Yeah, dark is is usually yeah. Yeah, not a lot of uh, natural sunlight, so we have to make do with you know torches and glowing lake lichen and stuff like that. And then there are the horrors. <laughs> okay, so I feel like I've made the right decision so far. Well, I mean, there 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 was a rather nasty horror that um, haunted my care. As far as I've been told and seen, others don't have that problem. But ours, like uh, our, our care, was haunted by one that liked to season fear and then disappear for a little while until we almost forgot about it and then show back up again and you know lather, rinse, repeat, as the saying goes. You're alive, and you're surprisingly, not, you're not marked by the horror. Not that I can tell. No. The horror also One no longer exists. Say. Oh. <laughs> the horror also no longer exists. I mean, that might well, yeah, just be you, what somebody who's horror marked would say. Yeah, get your own roll, Astral Sight, because this would be funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop her. I'm, ju- I'm just, this is, you know, just this is what uh, Gareth is saying. Double check. Yeah. Oh, 23. That's pretty good. Uh, you don't see any obvious mark or anything like that. Um, but um, is it obvious when you do your astral sight? Because I think everyone does it a little different. Like windlings, uh, they have the eyes that kind of change colors, but that's because they have an innate astral sight. Yeah, I think Jerem's sort of eyes like close and then flutter a little bit. <laughs> and you notice that Gareth has a fairly strong pattern um, of you would guess a circle higher than yours in terms of uh, power uh, levels, like in terms of how much magic was flowing through his uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, armor he's wearing, the vine stuff he's wearing, also has its own pattern quite clearly, quite bright. Um, and at 23, I would say the magic behind it, even though it is um, kind of naturey armor, which is something that'd be more your realm mm-hmm. of like a shaman magic, uh, seems to be uh, more in the elemental wood realm, but with just a little bit of like something, maybe a pattern or a, a, a maybe some runes or drawings or something like that in astral space that you see that just reminds you slightly of the type of magic you see around you. That is... Beautiful armor, Gareth. Oh, thank you. It was a uh, a gift from someone that we are both acquainted with, and I think that's all I feel safe saying. That that horror sounds terrifying. That they've learned that that one used the tactics of a farming man. Yeah, it was uh, really horrifying. I think that's why they're called horrors. <sighs> no, no, I know, but you know, just it takes a level. Of- it takes a level of intellect to uh, just make the decision to uh, let the let the wheat grow back, if, if the, as they say. Yeah, that that was really rather frightening that the horror would do that. 
And I, I think you're having this conversation as you're continuing oh, down yeah, yeah. through this like other hallway. Not too dissimilar from the one you came you know, when you first came into um, the crystal chamber. Uh, this one is leading kind of downwards and then off to the side. And then you're beginning to hear what you think is like another room ahead of you. And again, this looks to be kind of a crystal chamber ahead of you. Very similar, except you hear a booming voice on the other side. Um, you hear saying, greetings, who is visiting? I am Gareth. And I am here on the command and request of Zarinka. And I imagine you're saying this as you're entering the chamber and it, this booming voice. I mean, you've never known dragons don't typically talk I uh, am, in dragon form. As soon as I heard the voice, you don't I'm know. Stopping. Yeah, because I am not entering a room with that voice coming with that kind of voice coming out of it unless I am specifically invited. That way leads to me becoming a smear of ketchup on the wall. <laughs> and remind me, you said you were Gareth. Uh, did you mention Zerink at all? I blanked yes. out there for a second. Yeah, okay. I did. I said, I am Gareth. I am here at the request and command of Zerinka. Oh, Zerinka. Come in then. Ah, you have the crystal too. You're still, it's still voice. It, this seems to be like an auditorium of sorts. Mm -hmm. In the old sense of like a place to be listened or heard. Right, um, and it is pretty big, but it's also pretty dark right now. You can't really tell who or what the voice is coming from. I come with three companions, um, two ships, uh, two ship, uh, two airship. What would be the right term for what I'm looking for? For Jerome and Zoran? Yeah, because I know. Maybe I don't know. Two. Two airship travelers, crew, and I mean, yeah, two, yeah, airship travelers is good too. Uh, uh, two airship travelers and a fellow passenger on said airship. Mixie oh. salutes. <laughs> Passes. He, he's basically, you know, letting them know what he's getting into, so you know, uh, we don't anger a dragon or whatever this thing may be. Soren takes off his hat and bows. Wait, and did I say he had a hat? Before? Mixie says, "I'm an archaeologist." <laughs> And you'll hear back, I am Archivist Villania. Ooh, an Archivist! Yes. Please come forward and we will discuss. Mixie immediately does that. And you see this, um, let me get a description here. You see this old, um, like basically aged orc, um, in the center of the room. Seems to have been projecting their voice. Um, she... She looks very frail, but seems to have the sprightliness um, in terms of motion and voice of what you would expect from almost a windling. Um, so the, the form doesn't really match the behavior and uh, voice so much. And she's dressed in mostly white, from what you can tell, robes and uh, let's say like uh, maybe a black uh, rope around the robe and a lot of very intricate uh woven ruins into her robe, much like you would expect kind of more wizard um, disciplined individual to have. Gareth would bow in greeting once he sees this. And she walks forward with uh, the speed of like, not someone <laughs> who's that old looking. 
And I think it's well known orcs don't live terribly long, so seeing a truly ancient orc is a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, obviously ancient and old, not just for orcs, but like, you know. Yeah, you I mean, you've heard of like Garthic One Eyes live to the age of 90, mm -hmm. um, whereas most orcs live to about 40. So this mm -hmm. is like you might have heard, like, you're thinking, okay, maybe this is someone who's like in competition with Garthic for the longest lived orc, possibly. Right. So. <laughs> Why, why, why do I, the player, get the feeling that this person is much, much older than that? Hmm. Again, that's that's just me. So I think uh, Mixie is going to like fly up to this person and hold out her hand, uh, as like hmm. a greeting. Oh yes, a windlass. And hope they'll put up one finger so she can shake it. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, yeah, she'll, yeah, she'll do the finger shake thing. Ah, oh, how charming. A windling. It's been some time since a windling has been part of uh, Nonvoy. Uh, you are Gareth, I believe. And she bows towards Gareth. And, Gareth bows and back. Basically nods in respect to Joram and Zoran. Nods back. Z Zoran bows lightly. <laughs> uh, you, I believe, have a crystal. And she hands out her hand. Basically opens up her hand. As if gesturing for gimme. <laughs> Uh, he will pass over the crystal then. And she stares at it for a while. You can tell there's an astral sight thing going on here. It glows brightly, briefly. Ooh. And then she says, oh, so Zarinka used that old trick, huh? Okay. And how are things at Baracha Hold? As far as I can tell, they are doing well, improving. Uh, I did not... I spent a little time there, but I and my group, a different group than this one, uh, actually, have been traveling. Hmm. Traveling across Barsafe. What an excellent um, endeavor. Gaining knowledge, have you? That is the plan, hopefully. Although, to be fair, every day I spend outside in the world is gathering knowledge due to the fact that I did grow up in a care for my life so oh, every day yeah. every day is a uh, knowledge gathering experience do you, have you sure do like to mention that don't you <laughs> well i mean you know i i figure better safe than sorry and she will say do you happen to have a record of your care journal anything of that sort <sighs> do i it's up to you if you did or not some some you know, some adepts will keep an adventurer's journal for later submission to the Library of Thrall. Um, but there is a similar kind of thing going on here, where they will collect adventurer's journals if they have them. Not even just collect, but copy as well. You probably would have seen both um, Lindstad seen and Faye, at least, scribbling on a regular basis. Yeah. I, I think if anything, I'd probably have something for Gauntlet because of how that how rare that seemed, and I wanted to capture the knowledge from the ghost that had been uh, training me. But I'm actually going to say no. Gareth doesn't have a record of his care, although he would be happy to offer oral history thereof because I'm sure that okay. it got, I'm sure something got passed down. And, he, and then, would want, he, would, he would want to be a part of those preservation. So I'll assume she, you basically say no, but relay that same information. Yeah. She'll say, oh, well, we have 
we have a uh, solution for that. And she snaps her fingers and you hear this clanking sound above you as in the crystal walls, like just looks like a little slit opens in one of the crystal walls and a yellow crystal kind of flies out and lands in her hand. She hands it to you and says, well, when you have time, speak to this thing, give your history and then use the phrase um, to the echoes of time. And when you say that, it will um, disappear and make its way towards us as your record into history. Let me write that down to the echoes of time. Yeah. Uh, Gareth will take the crystal and he will nod at the instructions and... But you are here, of course, for um, what is owed to Zrinka for the passing of Loremaster Vesdantis. That is correct, yes. Uh, our... He is the one I served, uh, and I still serve the lore master. Um, in his passing, we hold that title here as a role, even though no one fulfills it right now until the great dragons sort out amongst themselves who is to take that title next. But for now, I, I, I keep it in care, um, and I take it much with great seriousness, so... Um, I will ensure that we first carry out the last will and testament of Asgentis. And again, she snaps her fingers, and this time a blue crystal comes out of the wall, down to her hands, and she hands it to you. This will be for Zarenka's ears only. And for your um, duty here, for... We, we always um, offer something to the name givers who have been trusted with these kinds of missions. So I will ask each of you, do you have a question that you wish to have an answer for that we might ourselves have in our archives or in our knowledge of something you wish to know about bar save, magic, whatever you wish to know? And I also would like to say that we also appreciate questions that we do not have the answers to yet. And if you can give us a question that we do not have an answer to, we will offer you to have an additional question that we do have an answer to. And we will find means of, when we do discover the answer of what your original question was, of getting that information to you. As long as it is not of the nature that would endanger you for knowing or endanger others. Understandable. Um, in that case, I would like to pose my question first, if I may. Assuming. Um, why do gauntlets not have a link to the element of air? Oh, that is... I like that question. That is good. And she snaps her fingers. It, it is a question that I have wondered on and spoke with my, my teacher before leaving the care, but I've never been able to find an answer, and my teacher didn't have one either. I know gauntlets are rare in and of themselves, and the fact that out of the elements we can connect to, the fact that there is one missing is a curiosity, if not a mystery. And... As you say that, she snaps her fingers and out of the kind of darkness, you hear this kind of clanking of 
perhaps someone fairly old with a staff walking. And out comes it appears to be a windling um, oh. that is old, which is not something you see often and nope. not in flight um, with a cane to help them walk. And you'll hear in a fairly, you know, feeble, but uh, aged and strong voice. Um, I am Tiabajin the Knower. And uh, this is a question I have not researched yet. Very, very interesting. And then he, he uh, throws his <laughs> throws his cane up into the air at Gareth. Do you catch it? Yes. It's fairly small for you. It's more like a twig. Mm. And he says, keep that with you. As he snaps his finger and another one appears in his hand. Keep that with you. And um, the answer will be written upon it once I know the answer. And, and he will not... By, uh, as you command, sir. He then looks at um, Jerem. And you, Orc, do you have a question? <laughs> it's okay if, if Jerem doesn't have a question, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one, at it, but then I thought, yeah. oh wait, this would be a good one to ask. It would be. Jerem looks down a little bit and says, I don't have a question. I am young yet. And I would ask, perhaps, should I make it to a point where I have a long path behind me and very little left, that perhaps I may return and at that point ask a question? That is fair. You need to know more of the world to know what to ask. Thank you. Eh. And he looks up at, um, uh, what's her name in the Flania? Says, uh, give her one of the, um, the blue crystal thingies. <laughs> and he does use that term. <laughs> <laughs> I love you may it. return sometime um, and provide your question. But do know that uh, myself, I am running on an age, so I may not be here for it, but there may be another uh, knower here by that time. Pleased to meet you, and I look forward to seeing how things change. He looks up at Mixie and says, Ah, bright young face. What question do you have for us? Oh, so many. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with, um, where is, what are we doing here? Like, what is this place? Like, who are you and who is that? And she points over at the other, uh, Windling, if it's still there. And just, just spewing questions. Ah, yes, I, I guess we couldn't expect a Windling to keep down to one question, could we? (laughs) And then um, Valenius uh, looks down at you and says, Well, I guess we can bend the rules a little bit and give you a little sense of what it is you're looking at. This is a place uh, designed and built by the great dragons over millennia. Uh, Gareth would say, if it helps, she can have the question that I would have been given since you couldn't answer my original question. Oh, well, that is generous of you. Um, this place is, well, it is crafted by the dragons and their drakes um, from long ago. And it is, it has been a lair for quite some time. It has seen uh, the passing of an age, not just our current age of magic, but previous ones. And I'm going to say some of your characters may not even heard much about previous ages of magic that might be 
just kind of brain melting. I, I uh, would I would assume that uh, it would be definitely news to Gareth. <laughs> and it makes me this, as excited about this conversation. And this has been Vastjanta's lair, not for terribly long, just for a few decades, really. Um, but his role is being discussed with the others. Um, in particular, there is a... Uh, I don't mind sharing because it is fairly common knowledge. There is a bit of a dispute with the um, brother of Vastjantis. And I'm going to get oh. Gareth to roll a... Do you have Heroes and Legends? I, I do, seem to actually. recall that. Roll I that. Do. Uh, yes, knowledge, heroes, and legends. Or yeah. legends and heroes, but still. Action dice. Action step, there we go. Ooh, that's not terrible. That, that's not good. No wire to my mouse wrapped around my thing. <laughs> uh, give me a second while I'm looking up something here. Okay, there we go. All right, three, not great. So, yeah, this is not something you even knew about Vazgentis at all, that he had a brother. Um, this is complete news to you, and the kind of gawk on your face that you have from being like, yeah, I don't recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Inio will be saying, oh, I see you do not know. Huh. And, and he would shake his head. Mm-mm. No. Well, do you wish to know? I ask this only as a courtesy because some would rather not know, if you know what I mean. With the way my life has been going lately, I figure not knowing would be more of a danger than... Not knowing would be more of a danger than the danger that comes with knowing this. Very well, then. Vestrivin is his name. I want everyone who's got anything related to lore or dragons or anything to roll on that. Anything that would be historical bar save or... Um, I'll even allow horrors for a particular reason. Too. I have knowledge archaeology. I have. Mm. I actually have horror lore. Believe okay. it or not. Roll horror uh, lore, because that's uh, a different role. Legends and heroes again, maybe since I actually have a name now. I would. Yeah, you could do a choice between one of the others. I mean, they're they're both seven, so it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. Okay, sounds good. Is that your role you just did now? The five? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Jerem, what was your role? Legends and Heroes. Oh, excellent. All right. Wow. So, Gareth, even on that five, is still like, yeah, I don't recognize any, but Jerem is gonna be like, immediately, what? <laughs> um, Vestriven, or sorry, yeah, Vestriven, is a name you've heard before as the horror-marked dragon. Uh, uh. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wait, what was that? To when uh, where I grew up, they used to tell stories to the young orcs to keep them behaving and said, Oh, Vest Gentron's gonna come after you and That'd be Vestrian. You, or sorry, Vestrivin. Vestrivin, sorry. It's gonna come after you and eat you. I mean uh, I a dragon coming after was you would be kind of scary, yes. Real? I thought it was just a story. Honored, honored sir, did did you say horror-marked dragon? This one's a lady, but yeah. 
no, the, I, oh, the wind. I, I, this was the uh, orc, uh, the old orc Oh, the orc, orc lady. speaking. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it was the yeah. windling. Oh, I didn't know that. My brain. That's okay. I was like, uh, okay, honored, honored lady. Did you say horror marked dragon? Uh, I believe it was your orc companion here who said it, but I could imagine that um, the mention of Vastriven and um, Horror Mark Dragon might just confuse you enough to be not certain who said that, but um, yeah, that well, is exactly what Vastriven is. I mean, dragons are in and of themselves quite the attention-getting thing, as are horrors. Combining the two... Vestervin had a, uh, a fatal flaw, let's say, in his personality. He wanted to know everything, um, even know things that shouldn't be known. And he wanted to know more about the horrors and how horror magic worked. And that is how we believe he has come to become a split personality, as it were. There is some being of horror nature that sometimes controls him and sometimes he does control himself as far as we can tell but yes the brother of Asgentus is got some yeah, horror tainted problems we'll say I, 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 I would agree with that oh that is um that that's some news so and that are is you suggesting that this particular beast of great power and terror is up for the role of lore master? Uh, no, it's more um, more about uh, this layer and this layer has been the layer of someone who was not lore master previously um, but it, it's, it's hard to tell I, I don't believe the horror itself is interested in the knowledge and lore we have collected. I think the horror is interested in the space here and all the magic and the power it represents. But I believe Vestriven himself um, believes he can control the horror inside him, with him, whatever it is, and wishes to carry on the role of lore master. But this, this is why there's so much contention about who is to be the next lore master because by certain lineage and uh, what would you call it? I'm trying to think of the term. <laughs> kind of by, by heritage, it, it would normally fall to him, but um, or, or could. He could make a very strong argument, but with the horror taint, that is just something not normal in the dragon society to deal with. Let's just say. So there was a lot of a lot of discussion and debate and um, problems Jerem. going, circling around that. Jerem will pull the blue crystal out of uh, where she's stashed it and said, you know what? Maybe you can keep this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Um, but that is kind of a little bit of a diversion, but uh, Mixie, here you had questions of this place and its role in the world and yeah that is kind yeah, of Mixie has in the meantime like pulled out a notebook and has been like writing down just practically microscopic notes yeah the notebook is like larger than you would have expected 
<laughs> it may fill up like the majority of whatever backpack she's wearing. Comically large. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it, hard to find a it's hard to find a back a notebook for a little thing like her. Not wrong. Um yeah, and I guess she'll in general describe a lot of things that Nixie would be interested in, some of the intricacies of like how some of the magic flows. Without disclosing too many like trade secrets, as it were, uh, just kind of some interesting things that Mixie might be interested in in there, uh, mixed in with that beyond just the. But I think what's probably catching everyone's focus is the mention of Aura Mark Dragon. Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah. And she will turn to Zora and say, "What about you? Do you have a question for us?" Hmm, that is a good question. That is. <laughs> Well, I was curious about the creature that was brought in. It looked like it was a Thundra Beast from what I saw from the tracks, but we didn't see any in here. Oh, yes, from time to time. Emissaries such as yourself um, do come in um, with airships, sometimes with beasts aboard. Um, We had this cavalry adept come in, actually, recently. And um, big, big troll. And uh, he had this... Yes, Thundra Beast, as you describe it, um, as his um, companion mount, animal companion, I believe the term is. What mm. a interesting scholar, strangely, the cavalry adept. Interesting. But uh, that does remind me, uh, we've, we'd get emissaries rarely these days. Usually most um, name givers come through the uh, more traditional means through the passes of Wormspire, um, the lower portion of the mountain, and work their way up. Only a select few are allowed to fly in, usually emissaries of other dragons. Um, We have had a strange issue happen, though, that we have generally not ever heard back again from anyone who's left in the last while. Um... Could you do us a small favor? As she snaps her fingers again and an orange crystal kind of floats down to her and hands, she hands it to Gareth and says, Could you um, carry this with you to Baracha Hold and um, Zorinko will know what to do to send it back here as a sign that things are fine. But um, this will allow kind of a minor bit of communication. Um, And... Should it fall into the wrong hands, I would not hear anything in quite a while, I assume. So we would then hmm, probably seek out uh, a more proper, I don't know, investigation into whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. I will do so. And Excellent, he, thank and you. And he will, take, he, he will take the crystal and safely put it away. Not to saying anything will happen to you, I just... I find it odd that we haven't heard back from anyone, and this this time I'm taking the conscious effort to hand something that is intended to come back in message form. No, soon, I, 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 I understand completely, and I will do my best to facilitate this, or help facilitate this. Excellent. It, it can be concerning to not hear back or hear of anyone that's visited you before. Excellent. Well, if there is nothing else, um, other business you may have, um, you may continue back to Zrinka, and um, I hope you have long lives and wonderful adventures in front of you. Garrett's thinking to himself, that's a bit of a backhanded blessing. (laughs) 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 
mo- mostly because of his uh, his adventures and what they entail. It's like, oh, good, more that, more of that shit. That's what I need. <laughs> um, he will bow politely and courteously and say, "Thank you for your hospitality and welcoming us, and we will hopefully see you again." I hope so. And uh, the windling. Uh, little guy will say, uh, yes, I hope I get to see you again, but, uh, I'm a little long in the tooth, as it were. I think Pixie kind of bows a little bit in the air and says, uh, thank you for the knowledge. Uh, it is my job and my pleasure. And Mixie would know from just general windling culture, windlings never look old, so this one must be, like, Agent are about to drop dead old. Yeah, doing must be doing something to extend his life, because um, generally they die before they look old. So oh, <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing mm-hmm. you can think of. <laughs> and they do live like a couple hundred years, but you know they generally look young the whole entire time. So she's not going to question that. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> All right. Don't bring uh, attention to it. You won't pin a target on his back. Exactly. Uh, I'm assuming the group will just basically be making their exit then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, with the nope. formalities done. Yep. May as well. We we have well we have what we came for. There's no reason to sneak around and risk getting their ire. And yeah. Zerinka would probably want us back as soon as possible. So, it it just makes sense to go quickly. Flint. So I'm not going to narrate through the, you know, return. There's nothing you know, different on the way back. You're following a light through, uh, you know, the various um, hallways and the crystal ca- crystal crystal caverns and such. And, you know, there's a part where it looks like the ceiling. You're walking into a ceiling, but you're not. And so on. And as you return to the airship, um, everything's there and intact, and the crew is kind of looking a little bored. Um, Zoran, what's your plan for takeoff and all that? I think Zoran is surprisingly careful. Just with everything that he's heard, he just wants to make the ride easy for everyone. <laughs> Especially now that he knows that there's a horror marked dragon. He doesn't know what that means entirely, but that just sounds <laughs> horrible. Horror marked dragon that has a vested interest in this place, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, Gareth can tell you what that means, and it ain't good. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, you know, he knows a dragon, and he's seen plenty of horrors and mm-hmm. horror marking. He he can tell Zoran exactly what that in, what that would um, intimate, and it ain't good. At least he tries, I would say, because I think as soon as he's got a straight shot, they pick up speed. <laughs> All right, I get you to roll uh, air sailing. But yeah, go ahead if you have further narrations. Uh, yeah, do you want me to it, roll as well? Yeah, if you're helping out. Well, of course. Yeah, because I think I feel like it's like um, rank, rank, not action. Or is it rank or action step? I the, the action I step. It's action okay. step. Yep. All right, so the formula okay. is your attribute step plus your rank in it, which equals your at- action step. You can use karma as well too. And I can use double karma because airship. Yep. Actually, yeah, that would be the same uh, for well. um, Zoran as well, too. He could also use nice. double if he wanted to. But Gareth is doing really well. So 
Yeah, I would say maybe a good way to put this is Zora and is a little, maybe a little put off by how well things have been going so far. Would that be fair to say? <laughs> and it may be like putting him off his game more than usual. Didn't crash. No, no fight. What, what's going on here? <laughs> and so like some of his, you know, directions to people, like in terms of commands, um, Gareth kind of swoops in at the last moment. goes, don't do that. Just do this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and corrects certain certain things, but gently, but you know, not too obviously, not to hurt Zoran's feelings, maybe. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he wouldn't. It's not his ship. He yeah. doesn't want to usurp he doesn't want to usurp the captaincy. Um but he he does see that Zoran's a little <laughs> off his off his game, so he's just like, you know, quietly just helping. Either he's doing it himself or he's kind of nudging it in the direction that he knows it should be going and figures Zoran would if he weren't off his game. Oh. And as you're heading out there, I think I'll get Gareth to roll a awareness again. Sure, sure. Uh, awareness, that is... Okay. And being on airship, so double karma, because I need all the help <laughs> I can get this th- today, it seems. I am oh. aware... Okay, that's excellent. So the air, uh, the wind around here is leading you. It seems the wind direction, no matter where you go, feels like it's leading away from here. That is probably the thing that uh, we needed the crystal to bypass. Yeah, exactly. Um, And as you're kind of trying to correct for this nonsensical wind, because you're trying to figure out how that even works... (laughs) in an elemental sense and like it shouldn't just be a vacuum in the center of this you know you're trying to wonder how does that even work um you catch at the corner of your eye uh three figures in flight um it looks like it reminds you of snowbirds you've seen those before right um looks like probably elves on them but you're just having this like maybe deja vu slightly especially with the 23 Mm -hmm. that time when you went to Bratchel Hold and there was like these undead horrors flying dead snow birds right um, right that's not that. what this is but it certainly make gives you that tingly feeling of Ooh, this could be this may not be good can i get a spyglass and kind of look at what's coming at us yeah i'll say that's reasonable okay so i grabbed a spyglass when it was given to me thanking the person who gives it to me and i look towards these elf right uh, elf riding snow uh, snowbird ridden no, elf ridden snowbirds. Uh, I, I look, I look that way. What do I see? I'm um, sorry, they, my, my brain is just no, mush it's fine. today. They seem to be circling uh, around the encampment you saw before, mm-hmm. where the flowers are in the ground where they shouldn't be. You think, and they you know, otherwise they they're not really coming towards you or anything like that. But something is telling you that they are looking at you. Like they, there's no way you can't be noticed by them in some yeah. way. Like there's no way they're ignoring you. Yeah. And it can't be a coincidence that they're you're, you're feeling like this can't be a coincidence that right when we come out, this they're is when there. they come this is when they come up off the ground. Yeah. Um I think I think Gareth is going to relay that to the others and He's going to ask, so what do we want to do? Do we want to pretend like we didn't see them and go on our merry way? Do we want to go for them and not confront, but communicate with them? Or what all do you feel 
safe doing. Rather a huge fan of hiding. Say what now? I said I'm rather a huge fan of hiding. Sorry, the audio kind of cut out. I'm like... <laughs> okay, so that's... We'll, we'll call that one vote for ignore as best we can. He looks to... I wonder if we saw an encampment up there, if they would uh, be in danger if we ignored the situation. I think if I'm reading the situation correctly, they're from that encampment we saw flying in. Huh. Then I could take it or leave it. Captain? Sorry, my audio kind of cut out. And that, what is this? What, I know that there's... That okay, there's, so that, that encampment that we passed... Yeah. With the flowers that was in the snow, that was really kind of odd that it was there. Uh, apparently, birds being ridden by elves have risen up from there to kind of watch slash meet us as we come out of the uh, of Snake Mountain or Wormspire. Okay, and I th- I think um, I think Sauron thinking about it, it's like. We've already had to repair this ship in the last few days. I don't think my crew will stick around if we do anything too dangerous. So I'm I'm on board with hiding. So one confront, one hiding, and one take it or leave it. Then I mm-hmm. say, then I say we fly back the way we came, and if they move towards us, perhaps we should move towards them. But if they leave us alone, I perhaps say we leave well enough alone. Seems fair enough to me. That sounds like a decent plan. We're not running from danger, but we're not not running at it. We're not hoarding it, yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. Set course to do exactly that, then. Okay. And, um, as you set course through there, um, you're you're passing by where they're at, and you... I'm gonna get everyone to roll an awareness, actually, just to see what actually gets noticed here. Oh, I'm say it's starting to get late in the day too, so we're reaching kind of sunsetish, kind of like the sun just went down. But there's still a fair amount of light for you. Mm-hmm. This isn't like low light conditions. It's not going to give you negatives. Okay, so mm. Ooh, okay, twenty three and fourteen. All right, Move from the lowest to highest. Um, oh, what was Gareth's one uh, from before? Did I? Oh no, that was a while ago. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, my thing was saying that was new for some reason. Uh, I don't. I don't know either. But I'm. I'm. I'm abusing that double. That double yep. karma for everything that I can get because yep. my rules suck. Good idea. So, uh, Mixie, I'm uh, gonna say you're probably looking the wrong direction, <laughs> or something, <laughs> or what's gonna happen. Um, it, it's actually not something obvious. So it's like um, you could be looking at them and not notice this. Um, same with Zoran. Uh, Jerem and Gareth, though, you both notice kind of the maybe each of the corner of your eyes or something like that. A you believe to be a krill worm. You've seen them before. Okay. Um, these are the things that Linstat will sometimes use for sending messages or whatever. Um, there is one flying towards uh, the ship. Little thing, kind of like a what's, what's the best description of a krill worm? I'm gonna look that up. Kind of like a flying larvae, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know Noah's used them a couple of times. Yeah, not a krilla, because krill is the females that are giant. Uh, It's the little tiny male ones. They're like basically larvae with wings. Right. Um, Bat-like wings. Uh, It starts flying down towards uh, the ship. What do you do? 
Uh, I would say we stop the ship because, or I suggest, uh, Gareth would suggest we stop the ship because it seems like they're trying to message us. So it, it would be rude to ignore that, I think. Yeah, maybe um, get a thread ready and uh, be on guard. I think Mixie is going to uh, slap herself with a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The guarding spell. Guarding I can't remember spell. the name. Yeah, I it's like remember. a wizard hide spell. I can't remember. I can't find my oh, copy. Okay. Of the book. There's a hide spell. Okay, I will take a look. Not hide. It's it's armor. Wizard armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you. You mean. know what I mean? I can't remember the name of the spell. Mage armor. Is that it? Mage armor. That's there what I was go. looking for. Wow. Just right out, right out of D and D. Yeah. All right, and this is a target's mystic defense, so you can target yourself. Technically, you're supposed to punch whatever. <laughs> so you're kind of punching. You're punching yourself as you're doing this. That's why I said slap myself with it. Yep. Ah. <laughs> Literally. And you make a, th- a soft thudding sound as if I there's do. an in- mm-hmm. ineffectual blow. That's how that works. All right. Yeah, you can just uh, I'll, I'll allow you just do that for a round because it's okay. a zero, zero thread thing. Um, yeah. And as Gareth, you maybe, maybe Sauron, you called to halt uh the ship uh around then the krilla shows up i would say around gareth he's probably the one standing there staring most obviously at it i'm guessing mm-hmm. um and it actually talks to you in a very posh voice it says greetings from the watchers of Wormspire. would you care for us to visit you on your ship we have questions he would look to zoran because it's not his ship uh, I think Zoran just uh, nods. All right. We, this would we be have answers. This would be amenable. Hopefully, we have the answers to the questions. And the crowworm flies away. And it, as you watch it fly away, it'll once it reaches them, they will turn. But I'll let um, Jerome speak though now. <laughs> that that bug was talking. That's all. <laughs> that is not the weirdest thing I've seen thinking of Noah using them to communicate. Yeah, Lindstedt did that Lindstedt, a couple Lindstedt, times. yeah. It's a Nethermancy thing, but I don't know how much Jerem has really encountered Nethermancy. No, I think, no, I, I think Jerem's pretty... Most life experience is pretty mundane. <laughs> I think also, it may also just offend you slightly as someone who's got, like, more an affinity yeah, with like beast spirits. Yeah, I animals, and it's very different. Yeah, this is very, someone using using an animal different. as a puppet, basically. So. Oh, that makes me cringe. So, yeah. At least that's usually the opinion of shamans, is that <laughs> nethermancers are using night flares like that, like puppets, and it's just kind of not nice seeming. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And, yeah, the the trio kind of circles around and flies over. And these, they, they come and kind of fairly gracefully land in. And I want everyone to roll awareness as they come landing in. Alrighty. Unless you got any special things you want to do. any, Let me know if there's any other kind of skills or talents you want to use to look at people or anything like that as they come in. But uh, otherwise, I would just default to awareness. I'm just... Jesus. Apparently, I'm a perceptive <laughs> son of a bitch today. Yeah, someone's got to take Noah's good rolls. <laughs> I just do astral instead. Okay. I yep. 
I am going to use empathic sense. You say oh, that, but I'm still one. I'm still rolling under 30s. Okay, let me look up empathic sense because I'm pretty sure you got to target their social defense. I think for that one. Yeah, it's uh, I make I make a test versus their social defense. Yeah, I'm just using plan awareness. Empathic sense, yep. Within 10 yards, which is perfectly reasonable because they're going to be landing. Okay, neat. I love when these yeah. things come into play. 12. All right, let me check. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Does anybody feel really awkward when the GM laughs like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all of you pick a number, one, two, or three. Uh, two. Three. Well, just for, yeah, oh, Zoran. Hi, yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it for Zoran? He said two. Yeah. You said two? Okay. Um, and actually, I should I should give you an objective question as well, too. Um, there is one that's quite obviously the Nethermancer, and two others that you're just not 100% sure if they are a discipline or what they are as a discipline, but they do have some pretty hefty weapons with them. Um, so if you were to guess some kind of like warrior-ish swordmaster, maybe Skyrider, who knows? Uh, something more in the physical um, discipline, if they have a discipline kind of thing. Uh, would there be one or the other that you would favor towards this spell or this uh, talent? Uh, one of the marshals, because marshal, uh, mar- one of the uh, marshal fighters, because... Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you totally hit their social defense. All right. I'm going to just take a quick look at the empathic sense to remind myself how that works. So gain information about the emotional state of the character... If successful, you target the emotion, gain information appropriate to the number of successes. So you get one success. Uh, general emotional state um, is what you can get. And yeah, we're not doing any voluntary attuning or anything like that. So yeah, you're just getting the general emotional state. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to say the general emotional state of this person is in conflict in the sense of they are conflicted. Um, they are both uh, somewhat excited, but also have a, a mix of dread mixed in as well. Uh-oh. And we're going to go now to the other roles we had here. So Gareth had a 27. Does it start with Gareth's role? I'm just trying to figure out where the roles started here. I uh, know it started with Mixie's 14, right? Yes. Okay. And Mixie, are you doing just straight on awareness? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're wearing a seat. I can also roll my astral sight on top of it, but I figured I'd start with the awareness. No, that's probably a good one to start with. Things with my eyeballs. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing stands out as odd to you too much. Um, uh, I think you've probably encountered Nethermancers who have done similar things to, you know, make sure that they're invited before they come somewhere because they can look kind of creepy. And, you know, people wonder about their intent sometimes. Um, the, uh, the snowbirds aren't any, in any way remarkable other than they're snowbirds, which are these giant white birds that people can ride around on. Uh, you may have seen some of them in Baraja Holt, so not too unusual to see riders for you. Um, so nothing that stands out as unusual to you right now. And then we have Jaram was doing, um, the astral site. Yeah, and Gareth had a regular awareness. So I'll go with Gareth first, because that's a similar kind of awareness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not giving you too much more information other than I think 
it's obvious to you there's a um, Nethermancer and probably two warriors. You're not getting the sense of, like, they're not gauntlets because uh, they have weapons. They're not sword masters because they're not, like, they don't have that flair to them. Right. They're not sky raiders because sky raiders, you, would, you, you, from your knowledge, you don't think they would be on a mount very yeah, much. Yeah, they, they would have it's a ship. It's not their style. They would just, like, be on a ship. And, yeah. And so that wouldn't be a thing. They're not, they're, you don't think they're cavalry items because you don't think you see a bond. Um, that is, you know, as serious as a cavalry adept would have with a snowbird. There isn't that care uh, to it at all. So, right. you're these are, deducing. These are just mounts being used. Yeah, you're, you're deducing basically. You've got a, a nethermancer and two warriors here. And yeah. you're also deducing adepts as well. How strong, I wonder. Well, that would require more of an astral sight kind of role. Which would be kind of a next round action, I guess. That's fair. We'll call, we'll call this the first round action kind of thing. Jerem, you have that um, astral sight thing going one, on. One to Lindstad is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going against Mystic Defense, right? With your. And you do get it. Okay. Uh, let me look some things up here. I'm just going through my notes here for a second. Why is that not there? Okay. Oh, I know why. There we go. Okay, just looking for a note. Another feeling. <laughs> Expectations increasing. Yeah, I know. Um, you notice on, I would say maybe, uh, would you want to choose one of them that you're kind of focused on? Just so uh, it's not like all three. Another answer. Okay. So, how much experience do you think Jerem has had with Nether Mancy? I think it's very little, right? Yeah, pretty little. Pretty little. Um, how much background has Jerem had in things like horror taint or unusual markings or anything? Not marks, but like, because I remember you checked Gareth for a mark previously. Yeah, like, you know, learning how to decipher the most obvious horror marks probably is one-on-one with whenever your Adam trainer t- tells you how to use Astral Spice. Okay. Sight, okay. Right? But beyond that, you know, Have I seen one? No. Okay. You haven't seen one until now. And in fact, it just stands out to you as not only just as a mark in the sense of like, because for some reason you just glean this information as you're staring in astral space. This isn't just a mark. It's more of a brand. Um, These are people who are, who hold a horror mark on them proudly in some way you believe. And because it is in very obvious places and you look in your non-astral to a spot where there's actually a, a little draconic tattoo on um, this Nethermancer's arm. And that tattoo is itself a horror-tainted mark in astral space. And I think we'll end there for this week. <laughs> Ooh, nice. We're going to get wrecked. <laughs> Remind me to throw up next week. Givers, an Earthdawn actual play podcast, uses the Earthdawn RPG system by Fossa Games and also makes use of Creative Commons music from various artists. See the episode notes for a track list and full credits. 
If you'd like to come chat with us about the show, join us on the Namegivers channel in the Actual Place, a Discord server for Actual Play podcasts. The link is in the episode notes.